0: Quick note before we start, this podcast is serialized, so if you're just starting here, you should go back and start at the episode called Lovebirds. It's episode one of season two. Before we get to today's show, there's a new podcast I want to tell you about. It's with Reid Hoffman. He's a Silicon Valley guy, the co-founder of LinkedIn. The show is called Masters of Scale. Reid talks to famous founders about growing a company from zero to a giant success. Guests include Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, Brian Chesky of Airbnb, Sarah Blakely of Spanx. Check it out. Subscribe to Masters of Scale in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you love to listen. Okay, here's first day back. I hadn't been to see Lucy in a few weeks, and on a Saturday, I got a text message from her. It said, I went to film my daughter skydiving, She had two tickets, followed by a winky face and an airplane. One of the things Lucy has learned to use since getting out of prison is emojis, so it took me a second to understand what she was saying. Lucy had gone skydiving. I hadn't thought of Lucy as someone who would jump out of a plane, but apparently she hadn't even been scared. Her daughter, Sandra, was the one who had doubts going up.
1: As the plane was going up, she started
0: crying. said, don't cry!
1: I said, Sandra, maybe it's your time, but it's not the guy's time, because you're hooked up to somebody else. I said, don't worry, don't be so nervous. I was surprised how cold it was. It was really, really cold. And then... um, As you come closer to Earth, Then you start feeling the heat, but you're free falling for a minute. My life was in a little bag, you know, and I'm, I was just okay with it. When you're going down, you're just looking around, like it's so beautiful that you don't have time to think about what's gonna happen, you you're in the moment. You just look at what's going on now. Nothing else.
0: I'm Talia Becasis and this is first day back a podcast about trying to get your life back after an event that changes you. Up there, falling through the cold air and away from everything that's happened, Lucy felt free from her own history in a way that seems impossible in her regular life. Back on the ground, Lucy's life has fallen into a type of routine, but her crime shadows her every day. And it's not just what she did, it's the guilt she feels from having done it. She's desperate for relief, from the judgment she feels, from the sense that she'll never be forgiven for this accident, from her pain. The pain is like a tether between Lucy and the other people hurt by Jerry's death. Like Louise and Don Mitchell, Lucy and Jerry's old neighbors. I went to visit the Mitchells. They still live in the same house in Lanark County in rural Ontario. When I arrived, their affection for Jerry was obvious.
2: As you can see, the picture, the frame over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have a very nice smile. Oh, yeah. I got it in my purse. I got it on the wallet, on the fridge. I got, yeah.
0: The couples had been super close. Jerry had even mowed a trail in the fields between their houses to make it easy for them to go back and forth, like a shortcut just for them. Here's Lucy. We went berry picking together.
1: We went to the restaurant together. Often we would go at their house. They would come at our house. Uh, we socialize. you know, they would babysit
0: our dog. And, you, you know, we were often together. Louise Mitchell had been quoted in a newspaper article Lucy showed me, saying that she had no doubt that Jerry's death was an accident. She told a reporter, They were a very loving couple. If she did it, it's an accident for sure. That was her best friend. Pretty quickly, we started talking about the morning that the Mitchells found out Jerry had died.
2: So I said, how's Lucy? Oh, she must be out of her mind And this was was Lucy? How's Lucy? We were worried about Lucy.
0: But now, the Mitchells were telling me a different story.
2: She was a controller, so she had no more control. So they could have had a big argument. And then Jerry said, I'm going, and that's it, that's all, and ignore her. So she decided, has it?
0: Well, I, I'm a little bit shocked. Uh, so, from your point of view, there was intent. Oh yeah. I had thought they were going to tell me all these amazing things about Lucy and Jerry's relationship, and here they were telling me that Lucy is a killer. I was totally stunned. Now the Mitchells had all these theories of what could have happened that night, none of which line up with the evidence presented at the preliminary hearing, or prelim. Almost all of what they told me is speculation. That night, they think Lucy either lost control of herself for a minute, or was maybe even calculating enough that she loaded the gun out of earshot. Either way, they believe she shot him on purpose. They say she fired three shots, or possibly more, they aren't sure.
2: Four. Three of them, because there are a total of four, there's one left on the chamber. I thought it was five in the gun, and then there was four, four on the floor. Four in the gun. Three, three on shot. the four on the floor. what? Three shells they picked up off the floor, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's three, and then one still left in the gun.
0: The Mitchells told me they didn't know anymore if things had been so rosy between Lucy and Jerry. They kept repeating this ominous phrase.
2: I said, we don't know what's going on behind closed door, but after that, we. Oh, so I said to Donna, they look like they're honeymooners. But we don't know what's behind closed door, because she had... So, had, like so you so we say, uh, we never know what's going on behind closed door.
0: Even Lucy's harrowing 911 call now seems suspicious. She was a really good actress.
2: Yeah. We were in court, and we were listening to the um, to the 911 tape. And they said, OK, Lucy, don't worry. Some, somebody's coming. Some help is coming. And you could hear, in the 911 tape, you could hear the police officer coming. Ooh, ooh, ooh,
0: and she kept saying...
2: What have I done? What have I done? What have I done?
0: She could switch just like that. You guys, you guys are not at all. You, you, uh, you are very convinced that. Oh, because you sound. I mean, when you say stuff like that, it sounds like you're completely. All oh, convinced. Yeah. You can hear it in my voice. There, I was so surprised by what the Mitchell said. I called my producers from the car as I was leaving their house and just said. What the fuck? What is this? The first thing we did was dig into the claim that three bullets had been fired. This is not true. Only one shot was fired. When I asked Lucy's lawyer, Mark Wallace, about it, he said this would have been a very different case if three bullets had been fired. We tried to find where the Mitchells might have got this idea of three bullets. The only thing we could come up with is that at the prelim the police officer said they found three unspent rounds on the ground. Unspent rounds are bullets that have never been fired, and the Mitchells might have confused these with spent casings, meaning bullets that had been fired. We listened again to the 911 tape. Lucy sounds in real distress. She sounds disoriented and confused, which is exactly how I expect a person in her situation would sound. I've spent a lot of time with Lucy, and after sitting with the Mitchells' claims, I just don't buy it. I don't think she is fooling me. But I do get it. I understand why they think there must be something else going on. When you don't have a story, people make one up for you. All the Mitchells have is an empty space where they want something, anything, to pin their pain onto.
2: When you wrote to me on the email and you said uh, when G- Lucy is trying to get her life back, that really hurt me. Yeah. Because I said, look, she's trying to get her life back. What about Jerry? When is he gonna get his life back? Because we miss her, we still miss her. So, it's like she killed our son. So at first we didn't know who was to blame and what happened, but when we heard that she shot him, that's when we turned against her.
0: Coming up, how does Lucy handle that doubt? Support for today's show comes from Bombas. Socks are small, but they're a vital article of clothing. That's why four years ago, Two guys set out to make the best socks possible. And after spending years fixing all the things they didn't like about regular socks, Bombas was born. Bombas offers premium socks equipped with seven substantial improvements to the ordinary sock, including a blister tab that sits directly where your shoe hits your leg, and a Y-stitched heel that creates a natural cup around your foot. Customers overwhelmingly say they're the most comfortable socks they've ever worn. If you need new socks, you can't go wrong with Bombas. So go to Bombas.com slash first to get 20% off your first order. You'll love your Bombas socks or your money back, guaranteed. That's Bombas.com slash first. Thanks, Bombas. Support also comes from ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to over 100 sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. ZipRecruiter already has 9 million resumes you can search through in their database. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. If you run into any issues, don't worry. ZipRecruiter's friendly and human support staff is ready to help. Right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash FirstDay. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash FirstDay. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash FirstDay. Thanks, ZipRecruiter. I went to see Lucy at the transition house. I was nervous. We sat on her twin bed, and I told her what the Mitchells told me. As I was talking, I could feel her frustration. To say you don't know what's going on
1: behind closed door, but you did know. In You know what I mean? Like, she was often with us. She was often in our house. We were often in her house, like,
0: You mean it's not just an
1: acquaintance, it's somebody you knew
0: really well. Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah, exactly. It's somebody that sometimes I would say to Jerry, uh, did you call your mom, telling her we're going, and it was, I meant Don and Louise, you know.
0: And how do you feel when you hear people doubt you? Hurtful.
1: It's like we never existed. It's like they're denying or they're turning their heads and saying, but uh, well, they never love each other, you know? But I, that's not what I want them to remember. I want them to remember
0: how much we were in love, you know? But the Mitchells don't remember Lucy and Jerry's love for each other. What they remember is what they saw at the prelim. Here's Louise Mitchell again.
2: In court, um, she had no feelings at all, no remorse, no... She didn't seem to have any remorse at all.
0: The Mitchells never heard a word from Lucy after Jerry was killed. They have no story from Lucy and no apology. That really bothers them. They even asked me about it. When you talk to
2: her right now, do you find that she's got got regret?
0: I have heard Lucy say over and over, she's sorry for drinking and for not putting the guns away. But what about the rest? of course I'm sorry yeah of course I'm
1: sorry but sorry is not enough I find that so lame like I'm sorry but did you see what you did you know so I think that it's such a small word to say it's more than that I don't think that sorry is enough you know
0: The word sorry, it's flimsy to Lucy, but it's all she can offer the Mitchells or anyone. And it's important to hear. Tragedy leaves victims and suffering all around it. It's like a grenade was thrown between these once close friends. The shrapnel hit everyone. I believe Lucy but I don't know that it would be enough if I felt the intensity of the Mitchell's heartbreak. They don't see Lucy's pain, but it's there. To say a person
1: doesn't have any remorse is really hard. What do you see when you see a person that's remorseful? Do you see tears? Do you see, you know, what do you see? Somebody could meet me tomorrow on the street and say, Oh my God, she doesn't look that sad. She doesn't look that remorseful, you know? Well, you don't know. You know what they say about walking in people's shoes? Don't judge? Well, if you only knew how heavy my bag is. You can't see remorse. Something you feel, and it's not for others to see or to feel. Of course, I have remorse. I live with that every day.
0: Lucy lives with all that remorse, and she is desperate for forgiveness. next time on First Day Back. I do believe that
1: once you die, finally I have the answer. Finally I know what happened. Don't you think so? (laughs) I would like you to think for our next session, what does it do for you not
2: forgiving yourself? Why am I holding on this blame?
1: If I had a question... I would uh, lay down in bed and ask the question Is this really you, Jerry, talking to me?
0: First Day Back is produced by Mark George and me, Talia Bicassis. The show was scored and mixed by David Herman. Our executive producer is Dave Shaw. Special thanks to Peter Clowney, Bird Pinkerton, Rob McGinley Myers, and Ellen Weiss. Season two of First Day Back is produced in collaboration with E.W. Scripps and Stitcher. You can find First Day Back on all the great podcast apps, including Stitcher. If you like the show and listen in Apple Podcasts, I'd really love it if you would go and rate or review the show. It helps other people find First Day Back. I'm always looking for stories of first days back. If you'd like to share yours, leave me a voicemail at 929-399-3537. For more information, visit our website at firstdaybackpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks again to our sponsor, Bombas. Bombas offers premium, thoughtfully crafted socks, which offer seven substantial improvements to the ordinary sock. See what a big difference this little article of clothing can make. Go to bombas.com slash first to get 20% off your first order. You'll love your Bomba socks, or your money back, guaranteed. Stitcher.